This is a horror podcast. It exists to provoke and alarm and unnerve. None of us will judge you if you turn away. But if you wish to proceed, it's your choice. Yours and yours alone. There is no God. Love is impossible. There is no escape from a cold, uncaring universe. Love is a lie. God is your enemy. Down below the reservoir. Something stirs. Down below the reservoir. Something stirs. Because the cost of caring is too much. Episode 116. Francie and Dennis are in tonight. Or so it says, on the sign at least. It sits semi-veiled in the window, slumped to smudge against the glass, calling those in who want to come in up the stairs into the room over Donovan's pub. The room is irregular, the truncated butt of an attic space, no wall the same length nor angle the same, corners are knives or shallow scoops. It is home to the second best. Stools and benches and battered tables and a bar where grimy bottles stand their senile half-demise, awaiting patiently their expiry date. A wide window watches Gallows Hill, done up now in the blues and greys of evening, street lamps burning their red into orange, traffic lines turning headlights on. The air is thick with the death of drink. A belched-up malt, a sour, pissing bloat, and all surfaces coated with the ghosts of smoke. Grease makes wallpaper umber and beige, a kick to the carpets heavies air with spores and moulds. A half-used place, settling under strata of unclean layers. But tonight... The room is roused by the click of a switch. Dirty bulbs shed their dirty light, the colour of butter or candle wax, spider webs hanging gold. The woman has come early to be sure of her seat, but she finds him already there, sat by the window, hands on his lap, head bowed. Oh, sorry, I'm early. He looks up with eyes the uncolour of glass. Greying hair straggles across his balding scalp. He is dressed in a black suit, pristinely creased, a pink cambersenny, a perk at the lapel. Beside him, an upright trunk, the front scraped and dented and bashed, its rusted hinges missing screws, the lid and body held together with loops of orange washing line. The woman steps back onto the landing. I can come back later. He holds up a hand. No, no, uh, uh, take a seat. The, the show will begin in, in just a few minutes. He bids her sit on the chair nearest the door. Looking sidelong at the trunk, he licks his lips, turning colourless eyes back to her. And, uh, uh, how are you? Uh, uh, may, may I ask? I'm fine, thank you. There is silence in the room above the pub. Blunt voices come up through the floor, sound sieved of word and meaning. The man smiles again. His words are tense to fingers, slow exploring a wound. It's always nice to talk to someone who isn't, um... He looks sidelong at the trunk, at the black slit closed with orange rope. Francie takes up uh, a lot of my time. He needs looking after. 
a special responsibility. Doesn't leave much time for me to, uh... The chest rocks. I have to be quiet now. Enjoy the show. Talking low, the audience ascends. Entering, they come down rows between the stools. Many carry plastic bags, clutched like soft, smooth organs, unconsciously stroked and fondled. In them, scraps of clothing or other cherished things. In twos or threes or solitary, they take their seats. The room fills with 50 women. They stare at the man before the window. They stare at the box beside him. It is shortly past eight when the night begins. The voices of the women die down. All eyes turn to the man. He rises. Good evening, ladies. We are going to start now. He drags the orange rope up the trunk in vicious seesaw slants and over the top. The lid of the box opened with a kick. It swings. Down stoops the man and when he rises he is holding. He is holding. Is it a puppet? Is it something else? It has one eye and a hair lip that seems to fold the face to form a funnel down into dark and red. Its legs and arms are boneless knitted tubes striped in fluorescent pink and green. They flop boneless when it's lifted, dangling like the dead. Sky blue booties are on its feet, loops and laces painted on in gold. But the trunk and the head of the creature are skin-coloured, sweat glistening, the hair on the chest and belly and crotch. That is thick and distressingly real. (laughs) Its breathing is loud and difficult. It heaves and shudders with the will to live, chest rising and falling, bubbling between twisted lips of froth that courses down a cleft and lands upon the carpet. It struggles in the hold of the grey-haired man, not caring all can hear the wet slap of its voice. I can work myself! I can fucking work myself! Francie, don't curse... There's an audience. The thing called Francie spins its head and glares the women with its huge pale eye. I see them, Dennis. I see them. Its breath is high and fast and horribly intimate. You You can fucking see me too, can't you? Dennis has to grapple him back. Well, what do you fucking think? You like what you see? I'm out of the box now. The ladies in the front row recoil, stifling cries of shock and alarm. Silence spreads like an opened head. Make me point. What? Pick up my hand and make me point. Do it! Dennis picks the right hand up from where it hangs, curling all fingers down bar one and jabbing it, jabbing it towards the open trunk. I'm out of the box now and I'm not going back in! The single eye roves the room from left to right, right to left, save for a cough and the clink of a glass. The audience is silent. I think, uh, I think we should do our act. All the lovely people have come to see us do our act. (sighs) They sit. Francie perched upon Dennis's lap, knitted limbs free to swing. Dennis presses a button on the cassette player.
Francie, 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 won't you come out and play? We're gathered here to see what you say. Should I tell the kind folks to come back some other day? Francie, please, are you mad at me? Can I make amends? Francie, tell me, are we still the best of friends? Dennis, we're friends. We are friends until creation ends. If I could tell you how much that means, if I could only let you know. No need, Dennis, I'm raring to go. So hold me up and hold me tight and we'll get on with the show. Now, who's first? Shh, shush, Francie. If anyone is ready, please approach. Francie and I are ready to begin. He holds out his free palm. A microphone stands ready. (coughs) Anyone? Don't be scared. I I know for some of you this is your first time... Please, you can trust us. This is a safe place. And Francie... I'm a fucking sweetheart. Cross my heart. Hope to die. A woman rises. Making her way from the back of the room, she carries a blue plastic bag. It rustles as she steps between seats. She is young, slim, pale. Um... uh... Hello, Francie. Hello, Dennis. Hello there. How can we help you tonight? The audience watches her pull a piece of paper from a pocket. I know they're taking care of her, wherever she is. She holds up the wrinkled slip. Because they left me this receipt. It was in her crib, under a stone. So I know. I know. But still, I'd love to know where she is. I'd love to have her back with me. My little girl. That's who I want you to find for me tonight, if you can. What have you brought us? Rustling like the wings of desiccated birds, she takes from the bag and holds it up. The doll. Her favourite. It was lying next to her when she was taken. Strip it. I want to smell the plastic. The woman does so. Slowly, carefully, lifting the lemon dress over the doll's head. She passes it naked to Dennis, who holds it under Francie's nose. Is it going in? Have you, have you got... No. Give it to me again. It has to go deeper. The baby is pressed against lopsided nostrils. Francie's head snaps back. There is the crack of shifting bone. He gasps, his eyes starting from the meat of his face, a swollen yellow blister bulging black veined. His mouth opens, the cleft showing high pink up the pallet roof, ribbed and gently perforated. Oh, Lord, I see. Oh, the little thing. 
She's safe. She's she's coming back to you. Different, but she's coming. Different? What do you mean, different? I see. What should have been outside is in. What should be in is out. What does that mean? What are you saying? Francie lunges, eyes wide. The face folds seem to birth new red layers. The key of the door broke off in the lock. There'll be a knock. There'll be a knock. The doll falls. Next! Next! Stooping, Francie swaying perilous in his lap, Dennis picks up the doll, handing it by the arm back to the woman. Please, take your seat. He's given you all he can. Silently distraught, the woman turns and retakes her seat. She dresses the doll in lemon again and sits with it sitting upon her lap. Dennis wipes the sweat from Francie's brow. Do you need anything? Drink. Drink of water. Okay. Okay. Who's next? She's gone to pains to make herself look younger. But there is grey at the roots of her ash-blonde hair, her makeup fractures around her eyes and at the corners of her mouth. Meath jersey. I haven't washed it. You should still be able to smell him. Smell who? My husband. 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 Teresa Deluxe is many things, but husband isn't one of them. The woman's face pinches in on itself, her mouth becoming a hole knocked in wrinkles. Who... who are you talking about? The person you're looking for. That's the name she goes by now. She's happy. There are... shipping containers. She's in the middle of a gathering. They... they pay her well. And tomorrow... tomorrow is... Rotterdam. It rolls the word, baring teeth and breathing long, a tremor passing through its face. She's got no use for you or the children. She's gotten where she wants to be. Just let her go. No. Let her go. Stop calling him her! She whips the jersey from Dennis's hands. Burn it. It's over. It's over. The woman stares at the man and the thing, pulling the breaths into herself, stroking the remnant. Cruel. You're cruel. Spiteful. None of that is true. Not a word of it. I'll find him. I'll find him without either of you. Turning, her finger scrapes across the crowd so their smiles are scored away. And those of you, those of you who haven't lost someone, a lot of you just sitting there thinking this is just, just entertainment. Animals. Disgusting animals. I hope and I pray that you'll know what it's like. That someday you'll all lose someone you love. Someone you've built a life with. And when that day comes and you find yourself standing before them. Her finger spears Francie and Dennis. 
when that day comes, me and my husband will be sitting at the back of this room and I tell you the joy that we'll feel. The immaculate joy when we hear how your worthless children disappeared, how they were pulled away from you, when we hear the awful things that were done to them. The immaculate joy. She leaves. The silent room like a new wound, a gouge cleanly opened the air. <sighs> the breathing of Francie grows ever more torturous. Long rattling breaths sucked in from the world but never enough. He rests his sweating forehead against the pink camberseni. Francie, are, are you... can you... I'm okay. I can keep... One more. Francie is able for just one more. Long minutes pass before the woman shuffles down the aisle, looking left to right at rows of pale and silent women. All turn to watch her. She is thin and gaunt, her face sharp and angled. Her voice is so soft none can hear. Speak up, if you could, ma'am. My Alice... She told me she was going to her best friend's house. She was so happy. She'd been so... But for once in her life, and a best friend, too. It broke my heart, but she never got there. No one saw her after she left the village, and I heard there were rumours. A van. A white van parked at the bridge. She just wanted to be friends with everyone. Did they... What did they do to my Alice? What did they do to her? Taken from the plastic bag, the cherished thing is held up in dirty light. The littlest slip, a scrap of white. Dennis rolls it across the face of Francie, clasps it to his cloven mouth, pushing it with fingers in, almost smothering. Francie moans. Wooden hands dancing on the ends of knitted limbs. Francie shakes with the smell of it. Dead skin. That's her. She has, under her eye, here, a little patch of dead skin. She's had it since the day she was born. A little white coin. It's in. It's in. It's... I see. She goes into a closing place. She comes apart in silver. She's gone. Oh, oh she's gone. Was she scared? Yes. Oh, Yes. Such, such terror. Did she suffer? Every moment, every single moment she knew she was coming apart. It was the end. She, she was going down. Hair falls over the woman's face, closes her away. She grips the microphone. The only real thing, the only thing. I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss. So sorry. 
for your loss. The woman drifts away until she is unseen. Dennis takes a seat again. He cradles Francie. <sighs> I'm tired, Dennis. Oh, Lord, I, I have nothing left. Put me in the box. Put me back in the box. It's too much. I've given too much of myself. Dennis takes the little creature and lays him down within the box, crossing knitted limbs on torso meat, placing his cambersenny on the cushion by his head. Slowly, reverently, he shuts the lid. He looks at the women. It's over. That's it for tonight. We can do no more. Those of you who came, those of you we couldn't help. Next time. We'll try again, I promise. We both do. This is how the night draws to a close. Women lining up the aisle, shuffling forward to stuff a ragged fiver or two into the pint glass proffered, saying a low thank you, and Dennis thanking each sincerely. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Take care going down the stairs. And now there is only Dennis and the woman. First to come, last to leave, her drink stands untouched, ice long melted. In the space between them, the sounds of feet, soft voices on the landing, the low torture of breathing in the box. So, he says for something to say. It fills a moment, but there are dozens more that go unfilled. The woman's eyes are on Dennis and will not leave. He holds her gaze and turns away to the trunk. No one understands him. He can be gruff, unpleasant, but that's that's only an act, a defence. He won't let anyone know how much he cares. He strokes an edge. But if he let up the pretense, let the world in, it would break him. I love him. He clears his throat, rising and regaining himself. Tightening orange ropes around the trunk. He's tired now. But tomorrow, the next day, the dreams will start. He'll relive everything he made himself see tonight. Needs to be tight. If he can't move, he can't do any uh, lasting damage to himself. He fusses with the box. Minutes go by. Her eyes are still on him. Uh, I'm sorry, is there something you wanted to ask me? Something you wanted to ask us? The women said to me, uh, they told me, you were good, you were very good. So I came tonight, my first time. Is there someone you wanted us to find for you? Because I'm really sorry, but Francie is, um... Oh, no, no, nothing like that. I just wanted to make sure she stayed lost. Make sure no one asked you where she was or how to find her. I burned her clothing, gave all her toys away. I don't think she left a trace on anything. I know it's silly and I'm being paranoid, but I just wanted to be sure. If I asked, if anyone asked, do you think you could find her? Ever? We... We can only work with what we're given. If you've done what you say you've done, she's gone. She's gone for good. Great! That's great. I'm so relieved. 
I can't tell you. The women told me you put my mind at rest. Her smile is the brightest thing in the room. Okay, that's what I came to hear. Stepping forward, she crams a 20 euro note into the pint glass. Thank Francie for me when he's, you know. What can Dennis do but gently not? She smiles breathless now, hands together. Okay, thank you. Your show is great, by the way. Good night. Turn, turn out the lights, if, 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 if you wouldn't mind. Oh, no problem. Out she goes, and the lights with her. No longer gold spider webs on lampshades, airy thickening with dust and the death of drink. Seats give up their warmth. Out the window, traffic lines are bodiless blurs in white and red. And under the striding of feet down the stairs, a voice hoping to soothe. We've helped. Francie, we've helped. We have. We've done all we can. softest sobbing moan in answer and there is the sound a hand stroking stroking the lid of the trunk the last of the day is lost to the night and down below the reservoir something stirs down below the reservoir is written by graham tugwell and performed by sarah maria griffin dave rudden Deirdre Sullivan and Graeme Tugwell. Story originally adapted by Sinead O'Brien. This podcast is recorded and sound designed at Displace Studios Dublin and produced by Rebecca Gimblet. Down Below the Reservoir is a work of fiction and any resemblance to places or people living or dead is purely coincidental. A new episode of Down Below the Reservoir is available every two weeks through iTunes, Stitcher and Google Play and at downbelowthereservoir.com where you can find links to our Facebook, Twitter and our Patreon crowdfunding campaign. Only through your support and donations is Down Below the Reservoir made possible. Join us. And remember, everyone drinks the water here.